0: Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Joined with me, as always, are my co host Joseph. Yellow. And Jehu. Hugh. Ka-ka! I'm coming to you live from the back of my camper. You guys are in old, sunny Pensacola.
1: The magic of technology.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, here to do a Hidden Gems of 2003 episode. This was tough for me, and I Joseph, I assume you probably can talk more to this than I can. but um th- I think I saw all of these movies this year. So none <laughs> of them felt like hidden gems. like every movie I was like, oh I went with like 10 people to watch that movie. I must have been at the theater every week that year.
1: yeah, generally generally, I consider the beginning of the gems list as below 50 million. And almost all of the things that I have on the list that are, I think noteworthy or like worth talking about. I mean, I can talk about other ones that are, I would consider gems or either right at that line or very close to it or well yeah. above it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I didn't look at the price point. I just looked at basically I saw movies that I really liked that. I don't feel like we talk about anymore. And I just can, I don't know if those count as hidden gems, but I, I, I texted you guys. They're at least lost in the pantheon of entertainment we have today there's just so much content no one's ever gonna watch these movies
1: we're also gonna have to talk about the types of movies that made money as we go down this list because that's also interesting yeah i
2: I mean this is we we've had years like this before where we've talked about where it's like the uh I, i don't know the ones that would usually be in a hidden gem aren't hidden at all like we don't need to talk about lost in translation everyone who ever needs to see that movie has saw it.
1: It's it's, it's kind it's, of cute to go back to these years because it's like, oh, yeah, movies were relevant. You were like going right, to a movie theater right, was a thing. Right,
2: right. So, yeah, I, it, is, it is almost more like movies that seemed like they would have been huge and were just kind of big. Yeah, that is also surprising. Mm, yeah. Mm.
0: I just want to point out, I don't want to talk about Lost in Translation, but doesn't it feel like that movie should be canceled? There are a like couple things on this list that should be canceled and maybe are canceled. So that movie's kind of creepy when you think like in twenty twenty two vision. Looking back on it, I
1: don't I know. Mean, that it was it was on the it was on the tail end. You know, like the nineties were a big time for like uh, middle class middle age white man's plight. And I you know I think American Beauty is is the most. Uh, the most canceled and the most emblematic of this whole movement. But Lost in Translation may have just caught on the tail end of it. But in an artsy way,
2: I I, the, the, My favorite thing about Lost in Translation is the scene where he walks in and wearing a shirt that's lame and she tells him the shirt is lame. And then he turns it inside out. But you can still just see the same print. Like, what did that solve?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, that's enough about that movie. Who wants to start? Well, do we want to go round Robin? What do want to, what are we what do we be doing? Let's first then?
1: start with with you know kind of setting the context. What do we think the top ten movies from this year were in any uh, order that you can think of?
2: It was in the odds, so surely there was a Harry Potter movie
0: in there. There
1: actually isn't.
0: <laughs> I don't think one came out this year.
1: Okay, um, then there's the
0: Lord of the Rings movie in there. there Return is, of the King. That's yeah. correct. Wow.
1: The number one top-grossing movie. Both Matrix sequels? Both Matrix sequels coming in oh, at four and nine. Yeah. A, a Disney Pixar classic.
0: What? Monsters, Inc. What?
1: Finding Nemo. Oh, God. Oh, shit. That didn't make all the fucking money. <laughs> Number two. Amazingly, this was there was this year is the demarcator in human history between when we had and did not have a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, this was this year was pirates. Definitely.
1: Yeah. Uh, speaking oh, yeah. of movies, that Pirates are probably, One, right? Yeah, Pirates One. Speaking of movies that are probably canceled now, I'm not really sure. Uh, Bruce Almighty was number five, but I feel like that movie's got some problematic elements in retrospect. Also,
2: I, I, I can, I can safely say I don't remember one fucking scene from that movie.
1: In my mind, the whole movie is just Jim Carrey abusing his god powers to sleep with women, but I don't remember if that was actually what happened in the movie. <laughs> right.
0: The only thing I do remember is that Steve Carell was funnier than Jim Carrey in that movie. Right.
1: Yeah. But then he got
2: that <laughs> sequel, and it wasn't it was funny bad. at all.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah. Uh, anyway, so 6X2, uh, X-Men United, 7Elf, uh, 8Terminator uh, 3, the one that we don't like to talk about.
0: I almost also, put it on my list. Also that's possibly. Canceled. crazy that made it into the top 10.
1: The, again, I don't know. I don't remember a single other thing from that movie besides the inflatable tits part.
0: Probably <laughs> <laughs> also sh- maybe 2003 should just be canceled it seems
1: like 2000- well we can't be because there, are like there are things that i just can't live without on this list and then number 10 cheaper by the dozen which is getting a reboot with someone that should be canceled that isn't yet zach braff zach braff
0: yeah um i'm afraid that the movies on my list are also movies on y'all's list oh
1: no for sure they are but that's fine go in, in whatever order you want
0: um i'm gonna go with one that i i am i am like seventy eight percent positive is also on Joseph's list. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. You
1: fucking know it is. <laughs> yep. I um, think it's. I think it's rude that you took his thunder because I have <laughs> no problem with
0: it. Uh, this movie is not good. I I recently rewatched it. However, like it's very it's, watchable. It's very watchable. That's a great <laughs> way to see it. like. You're watching. You're like. I know this is bad. You can but pop in it I'm, at
1: any point, and it's pretty entertaining.
0: I'm gonna keep going like that. Everything to do with Nemo is cool as shit. In Absolutely. I think style design is awesome. Uh, I love that this is the last thing Sean Connery ever made. Isn't that amazing? Um, there's just so much about this movie that's fun. The cast is pretty s- now say stacked. There are a few like big name people or people you've seen before. I don't I wish there were more of these. I I I I I would I would be down for a reboot. I think it's time. It's it's been 20 years almost.
1: I have no problem with that. You mentioned this is Sean Connery's last movie. Apparently him and the director fought so badly on this movie that they both quit cinema forever. <laughs> <laughs> Which is incredible. Uh, this this movie also sports one of my all-time favorite movie lines. Which when uh, There's like four different scenes in a library in this one. I'm pretty sure it's the same <laughs> library set, uh, just in different cities. But there's a bit where they get ambushed, the whole league. And uh, and some guy with a machine gun shoots Dorian Gray a bazillion times. And then, you know, you see all the holes fill up. And the the soldier guy goes, what what are you? And he goes, I'm complicated. And then stabs him. And it's amazing. It's my, one of my <laughs> favorite lines in all the movies.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't have much else to say other than if you're expecting a good time you're probably not in for it, this is both
1: better and shorter than transformers. They, I don't know if it's better. It's certainly it's better shorter. than Transformers. I've watched this movie. a 1000 I have watched this movie a thousand times.
0: Uh, I wouldn't say it's better, but it is at least, um, like you said, it's just watch You're not going to be upset. You're gonna have a good time. And I, I have a soft spot for Jason Fleming. Anything that guy's in, I'll watch. And I think he's pretty good in this.
1: Wait, is he the guy who plays Dorian Gray? No, no he's, like he's- the Townsend, whatever. Who's, who's, who are you talking about?
0: Jason Fleming is um, Jekyll and Hyde. He's Mr. Hyde.
1: Oh, yeah. He's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Also, Alan Moore is in this movie. That's
1: true. (laughs) If they could just cut cut the whole Tom Sawyer thing out, it'd be an all right movie. Can we just do a whole episode of Leo Extraordinary gentleman? Because I'm here for it.
2: I've always said they could have fixed the Tom Sawyer thing if they just wouldn't have made him a secret agent. They should have made him a con man.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Wasn't that... I don't know if either anyone knows. I'm assuming Jay who knows, but isn't like in the graphic novel, it's like James Bond's grandfather or something is basically that role that they made Tom Sawyer in yeah. the movie.
2: Yeah. There's a, char- there's a character called Campion Bond in it. That is like James Bond's grandfather. Yeah. Or, you know, they can't say that's what it is, but it's heavily implied.
0: That would have been cooler.
1: Yeah. Well, they got real James Bond in there. So you can't really do that hurt. What you got?
2: Uh, my first one on here is American splendor. Are you guys
1: familiar with this movie? Never even heard of it.
2: Uh, it's, it's based on a comic. Uh, basically, there, uh, there was this uh, curmudgeon named Harvey Picar who made comics about him being a curmudgeon. Uh, he became sort of famous outside of comics because he would come on David Letterman's show back when it was on Late Late Night uh, and uh, on NBC when David Letterman couldn't really get real guests that much, so he'd just get weirdos to come on. And Harvey Picar was a weirdo. He's um, played by Paul Giamatti. Probably the first time I really noticed Paul Giamatti. Hope Davis is in it. It's a real good movie. It's, you know, it's, it's not a blow out your sides laughing, but it's some, you know, dry sort of, you know, sad humor. I, I, the the I, kind I, I that
1: Giamatti excels at. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. The,
0: the Giamatti special. As
2: <laughs> yeah. like, so. It might be the most Giamatti of all
0: Giamatti's impressive all right justin what do you got well
1: the first one on my list is the 14th gross highest grossing movie of the year but it's one that i don't feel like we've remembered well and i think that's a shame uh Ang Lee's hulk
0: oh i figured this was gonna pop up somewhere <laughs> i like this
1: movie uh i i it i always mix up is it is it nick nolte in this movie or is it it's nick nolte it's OK, Nick I'm Chris Christopherson and Nick Nolte. are the same person to me. That's <laughs> accurate. And I was I they, was not you're both
2: equally leathery.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of Eric Bana. It could be from this movie. I'm not really sure. Isn't it? Jennifer Connelly is in this movie And Jennifer Connelly. It's, I'm not going to lie. I'll, Jennifer Connelly's whole life is Jennifer Connelly's prime, but like her super prime. Right. Uh, Like what's? I think the CGI in this movie gets shed on a fair bit. I think it looks pretty good for when it came out. And I don't know. I I think it's pretty fun. It spawned a couple of good video games. I don't know why this one is remembered so poorly. I would watch this one three or four times before I watched the, uh, what's that actor's name?
2: Uh, Edward Norton. Edward Norton Norton one. I mean, I like Edward Norton one, but I believe that. I agree. This movie is uh, underrated. It, it, uh, you know, it it does fun stuff visually. Uh, You know, Ang Lee goes for it. Like he, He you know, He was really into the sort of mopey melodrama of early Marvel comics, and he really leans into that.
0: I think my only big issue with this movie um, is I just I don't really like like the more uh, I'm not a big Hulk guy anyway. I don't you know, the whole dude's gamma radiation thing like it's kind of dumb but then like the secret thing with his dad and it just gets a little too convoluted and messy in my opinion uh and unnecessary but i mean the the hulk dogs are kind of cool and he throws the tank and i like that the hulk gets bigger the angrier he gets i think that's a funny thing to do this movie's fine all right i guess it's uh back to me with the old round robin. i'm gonna go with i i don't know if this is I don't know. Maybe it's a hidden gem. Maybe it's not. Do you guys remember the movie Timeline with Gerard (laughs) Butler and Paul Walker?
1: I want you to know that I wrote, I wasn't sure how long this was going to go because I was worried we were going to blow through all the ones we liked and then we were just going to run out of shit. So I wrote down just a bunch of shit that I've like vaguely remembered like seeing anything of. And I looked at Timeline. I was like, I've seen this movie, but nah, fuck that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, I watched the shit out of this movie in 2003 <laughs> I haven't watched it in many years but I remember really liking it I will say this I think this I think this movie kind of ruined Gerard Butler for me because I really liked him in this But a general plot is a dude goes back in time and no one can figure out where he is and so then more people go back in time to find him and they all end up in like medieval times and they get round up to help like fight a war with swords and shields and armor and horses. And it's, I don't know. It's fucking cool. It's like a kid in King Arthur's court, but PG 13. And that was like a genre back then back into everyone you get thrown into the middle ages and i kind of missed that shtick um and i think this movie does a pretty good job but i really like gerard butler in this movie and i don't feel like we ever got that gerard butler ever again and uh it ruined his whole career for me paul walker's fine in it i don't know this movie's pretty good i want to go back and this this topic has made me want to go back and rewatch <laughs> this movie.
1: I mean, look, I would be willing to give it another shot. Um,
2: you know, you, you doing that one? Uh, sort of the same thing. When I was looking through the list, I saw a movie that I remembered that I liked, but I haven't watched since that time. But uh,
1: that's Matchstick Men.
0: Oh yeah, I love Matchstick Men. Th-
1: I want to talk about this for a second, okay? Because we haven't even really hit like the big thing, but like the the amount of disparity between the like expected like successes and hits on this list and the ones that are actually hits and not hits is it's it's mind-numbing it it just doesn't make sense because you know this is nick cage in you know this is before nick cage was just a joke it's a great role for nick Nick. cage was still a contender absolutely Uh, it's a ridley scott movie pretty freshly after gladiator right this movie made 36 million
0: dollars Do you guys, uh, uh, this seems off topic, but I promise really, is this, are we like completely post VHS at this point? Are we, is this, is, is, is DVD like fully caught on? I have to say it's gotta be in the
1: middle because I know we had like a a half and half one (laughs) at that
2: time. I I think, I think pretty much most households had a DVD player at this point. There was probably still some VHS tapes hanging around, but the move was
1: on. I I I feel like there were times where you could rent the VHS and not the DVD,
0: right? I feel like there was this like turnover right at the end of the VHS era where people like John Cusack, Nicolas Cage and even Michael Keaton. Like uh, people forget Michael Keaton was out for a long time like this era, 2002 to 2004 was when. We just started checking out on these dudes. And I feel like Matchstick Men was the, the it for Nicolas Cage.
1: Isn't that wild? And it's a good movie. Yeah. So it's a hit. It is I, a if, really if, good if we movie. If we haven't heard about it, hurt, pitch us on the movie.
2: That, that's the thing. I really, I just have vague recollections of it. I know it's about con man. I know I really liked Nicolas Cage in it. I know I loved Sam Rockwell in it. Of course you do.
0: Uh, or you should watch this basketball movie with well, Sam I Rockwell. I don't even fucking
1: bring it up. <laughs> I don't even. Ugh.
2: Yeah, I will say since Sam Rockwell was on Sam Rockwell, I thought I would mention this. Uh, Polly Shore is Dead also came out this year. And I only wanted to mention that because my buddy Zach let me borrow the DVD for this at least a decade before you let me borrow the moon DVD and I <laughs> and still have it and haven't watched it either. Of so course. You're not the only one who's went through this, but yeah, I also, I also think I, I feel like Nicholas Cage had two or three movies out around this same era that sort of bled together that I think hurts this being remembered. There was like dogs of war or something was within a year or so. Lord of, of war. This. Lord, of, Lord war. of war.
1: Yeah. it might've been a year after or two. I feel but, like um, maybe it was before. I don't know. I do love that movie, too. This is a great era. But yeah,
2: I, I can't remember enough about to sell it on it, except I remember I really liked it. And for some reason, I haven't watched it since.
1: It's about two con men and, and Nick Cage is one of the con men as is training a protege cast off young girl to also be a con man. And they're, you know, learning stuff about con and also about caring for each other. And it's beautiful.
2: Yeah, I I am going to watch this Hidden Gem again. I'm going to track this one down.
1: I like it. Joseph. Yeah, whoa, Jesus. What do we even want to put on this list? It's not even one that I want to talk about because I don't know if it is a hidden gem, but I want to talk about it in context here. So Master and Commander, something we (laughs) talked about when we were discussing this whole topic. Uh, came out this year. It falls in a weird category of, you know, movies for dads uh, and just white men in general, I guess. But the thing about this movie is it's very niche, right? It's like, it's Russell Crowe. It's uh fucking vision, right? Is it Paul Bettany or is it somebody? Paul Bettany. Yeah. yeah. Paul, Bettany, Paul
0: Bettany.
1: They're, they're on a fucking 19th century ship. I don't even know what they're trying to do. Russell Crowe is the captain paul Bettany's the scientist and not a lot fucking happens i think there's like one naval battle at some right. point but that's like the peak of it and it's still happening like a mile away this movie made 93 million dollars <laughs> i mean this is the whole reason this movie was the
2: reason i suggested 2003 and i i want to be clear i don't give a shit about this movie but It's just some movie that, like, not everyone cares about it, but the dudes who do are insistent on it. You know, like, they just need you. Like, if you get caught talking to a guy who loves this movie, he's just not going to let you go until you've you've agreed that you're (laughs) going to watch this movie. And, and it's always like, well, the naval battles are so real. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. I don't, I don't care if the naval
1: battles. I, I wouldn't know if they were
2: or weren't. Right. I've never been on a fucking naval battle. I don't know. It's just, it's weird because it's not small enough to be like a cult classic. 93 million dollars is too big for a cult classic. But it's just one of the, but people treat it like a cult classic because it's just something that, that there's always a group of people who need you to see it.
1: Can I tell you three movies that made more money than this year? One of which I know Christian is probably about to talk about.
0: Let's hear it
1: School of Rock. Love it. Master and Commander made more money than School of Rock, a PG family friendly romp with Jack Black in 2003. Right. Uh, it made more money than Big Fish with Ewan McGregor and fucking Tim Burton. And it made more money than Underworld. That's it's
2: fucking crazy. Went on
1: to spawn well, however many Underworlds there are now. It, I just remember that movie being huge. I guess it wasn't. Weird. I mean, it, it did make money, but Mastery Manor made $93 million.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, this movie's too long. But I'll be the one positive out here. This movie's pretty fucking cool. Uh, um, <laughs> it's just too long for me. Joseph, the plot is... Uh, Captain Aubrey, I think it's his name, uh, is in pursuit of one of Napoleon's ships around South America. But his ship is deficient in every way. So he uses Paul Bettany's character, the scientist, to devise a way to catch up to the ship. Which, I mean, on paper and saying it out loud sounds real fucking boring. But I think this movie's pretty good. I think it's better than Transformers, but it's definitely longer than Transformers.
1: I would, I would agree <laughs> with that assessment. It is it is more compelling than it should be on paper.
0: Yeah, yeah. But to who's point, if I hear another person complain that there wasn't a sequel, <laughs> I'll be happy. <laughs> as I hate people are like, "Well, we never got a sequel. Fucking Master Commander. Yeah, it's 20 years ago, bro. It just shut up.
2: Yeah. But there were like 16 books. Then read them. Leave me alone.
0: <laughs> Those books still exist.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh Yeah, I mean, you talked about it. I'll talk about it. So I'll pick it up. Big Fish from Tim Burton starring Ewan McGregor. I fucking love this movie. This is the only acceptable sequel to The Wizard of Oz. Yay. Um, It is magical and fantastical, but set in like Alabama and Mississippi. Um, circuses are weird. They creep me out. And this makes weird and creepy kind of cool, but also still weird and creepy at the same time. I think this is Tim Burton at his best. It is exactly what you want in a Tim Burton movie, but it's packaged in a way where people at Hot Topic don't obsess over it. Right. I, I love this movie. I truly can't say enough about it. I watch definitely
1: it. Definitely the the least... Palette wise, Tim Burton.
0: Yeah, I think that's true, but I think it still very much has his like flair and flavor to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know if this is the first time him and Danny DeVito worked together, but it certainly was the start of a long relationship.
2: Uh, is is was this the last time Tim Burton mattered? <laughs> it might Ooh, be.
0: Man, it might be.
2: I mean, I can't. This came out after Sleepy Hollow, which was also when things were dwindling. Yeah. I think this might be the last time
0: he mattered. Well, do you think that they're... Uh, I mean, this if this is one to go out on, it's a good one to go out on. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Do you think that... I mean, Johnny Depp obviously was a huge star after this. I mean, bigger star than he was probably beforehand. But do you think it was the shift from just casting another lead person uh, <laughs> gave this some extra appeal? Maybe not, because Joseph said it didn't make very much money, so...
2: I mean, I definitely know I went and saw this more for you and McGregor than I did for Tim Burton. But, you know pleasantly surprised
0: yeah i really like this movie it's great
2: it,
1: it's great I, in, in fact i mean the whole aesthetic and everything is great but the actual like narrative structure is also interesting in, in this you know we're told these tall tales and we get the perspective of the tall tales and it's investigating how much of them were actually true and i think that's where, like it's it's a really fun way to do the fantastical stories Th- the only downside here is the investigator trying to figure out the truth behind the tall tales is Billy Crudup. And that's a shame.
0: I was going to say, I like Billy Crudup. Oh no. (laughs) I really like Albert Finney. Albert Uh, Finney's great. He's so good. I wish he was in more of the movie, but I guess that doesn't make sense.
1: No.
2: Well, uh, you know, going with what, uh, with things that Joseph set us up for, I'll, I'll do school of rock. There you go. Uh, School of rock is a great fucking movie. It's the best use of Jack Black on film probably ever he's he's perfect for this where it is a pg-13 uh or i mean a pg family film he doesn't get to go to jack black in it the kids in it are great there was about a year after this where my answer to every question was you're tacky and i hate you <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's it, it's just a, it's just a real good fun movie you know i usually i i'm prone to hating movies about musicians and uh and, and rock. I just pick them apart, but th- this one I enjoy every second of.
0: Hello, a bass. <laughs> yeah, I like this. I love this movie, too. How many more you guys got? Well, I've got two more, but one I'm confident you'll say, which is the rundown. I couldn't know you will not say the rundown. The rundown is mine. I know. I'm giving it to you. I'm, I'm saying you have it, so <laughs> yeah, go for it. So then I have one more after that.
1: Okay, that's fine. So yeah, mine is The rundown uh, also known as welcome to the jungle in other places, but not here for, I don't remember what reasons, probably copyright reasons, you know, is this is uh, a, a like top five, eight movie for me. I love this shit so much. It's (laughs) we've talked about doing an episode on action comedies before, because I think it's interesting how hard it is or how hard it seems to be to do both the action and the comedy. Well, you can have one that's more one or the other, but you don't usually find one. That is both. Uh, This one is the best of both. It's early rock, you know, when he was still the rock and not Dwayne Johnson. But We all just still call him the rock. Sean William Scott. uh, It's got uh, Christopher Walken, Rosario Dawson, and Christopher Walken is the goddamn villain. And it's just a, a, a rollicking action adventure through the jungles of South America. It's incredible. It's every single bit of it is the very best thing. It's it's got the dumbest possible contrivance of The Rock had a bad history with guns that he doesn't explain. So he doesn't like guns, he doesn't use them, all for the the big payoff at the end that he uses the guns, and it's fucking awesome. Right. This movie's so good. Uh, I will say this movie
2: really works by being on just right, right in the sweet spot for a few of the actors. This is yes. the best rock roll. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, it
2: is before he evolved into a sentient brand. <laughs> he was just like a guy trying to make a good movie, and it's great. Uh, Christopher Walken, you know, he had already done funny movies before this, but it was before he kind of turned into a parody of himself. And Sean William Scott before he wore out is welcome. Like what did
1: happen to Sean Williams, Scott? He said, I I still
2: I still like that guy a lot, but he's he's over. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this movie, the action in it is super over the top. The rock like plows through a stone pillar. Like it's just it's ridiculous. I love it. I agree.
0: Yeah, I mean, the rock did this movie and then I think he followed it up with Walking Tall. And I fucking love both of them. (laughs) Uh, I think I think Jay is right. This This is is the best rock. This is the best rock. This is where he peaked. But certainly it's where he cemented himself as like I'm I'm an actor now. This is the shit I do.
2: <laughs> Man, you talk about shorter than Transformers. Walking Tall, you can watch it 3 times before you're done with
1: Transformers. <laughs> That's a short yeah. movie. I love it.
0: I think if you did both of them like back to back, you're topping out at like 2 hours 15 minutes.
1: Right. Look, we've <laughs> talked about a lot of movies. I think Hurt's the first one that I've never heard of might qualify, but this one might actually be a hidden gem because no one I know besides you guys has seen this movie.
2: I agree. It really it it's only came to be a footnote in the rock's history. It's yeah. not really people don't really remember this movie for itself, and that's a shame. It's a good, it's a fun movie. Uh,
0: my final one, uh, people are probably familiar with. I just don't know they have if they've seen it. Which is the original Old Boy. Oh, right on. Wait, f- did that come Way out this year? Came out in 2003. Missed that way fucking better than the American version. And uh, listen, you know, I think foreign films are generally more accepted today than they were back then. Oh, for sure. Like crouching tiger was a huge hit, but it was the oddity. Um, Old boy, fucking great movie. It's super cool. Stylistically. Um, The plot is just incredibly interesting. And I'm not saying the remake is as bad as everyone makes it out to be. But when you watch the original, you see how short they fell like it just. And I think the the ending's different. Um, I don't know. Just do yourself a favor. Find old boy somewhere. The original Korean version. And you will have a great evening because that is cool as shit. But
1: don't watch it with your kids. Absolutely (laughs) not. You know, I, I always say that that, you know, and I still I believe this, that uh, you know, the raid is like a, a seminal t- like cornerstone in America in not in, in cinema history at this point. It like all of the the action sequences after it changed. But that said, do you think Daredevil would exist without the hallway fight scene in Old Boy?
0: Oh, absolutely not.
1: I don't no. think so either.
0: No. I mean, I think there's actually a lot you can make an argument from like 2004 to 2007 or eight that is heavily influenced by that dude, just chopping people up with a hatchet.
1: <laughs> Love it hurt. All right. Uh, a,
2: a couple I'm going to mention before I do my last one. I don't really think you can talk about uh, 2003 and, you know, hidden gems without at least mentioning the room. I don't think anybody needs to see that movie that hasn't, but you know, the room's a fun time. If you, you know, if, if you've never watched it, you know, it's arguably the worst movie ever made, but in a very entertaining way, another one, uh, the Brown bunny, fuck the Brown bunny. Don't watch the Brown bunny. <laughs> Vincent Gallo sucks. Um, <laughs> so the, the last one I am going to talk about is open range. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, you know, Kevin Costner, you know, Oh, wanted to be in lonesome dove so you know he he got robert duvall and he just did that and uh it's you know i should hate it because of how much i love lonesome dove and it's not as good as lonesome dove but it is a good movie you know kevin costner is always great in something where he can be earnest and you know He's playing, you know, a a former gunfighter who's trying to go straight and is put into a situation where he has to take out the guns again. It's classic Western tropes, but uh, the cast, you know, makes it feel new. It's, uh, you know, it's. I would stop short of calling it a great movie, but it's a very, very good movie. And, you know, like a lot of these, we've used this term is very watchable. You can just put it on and you won't want to leave it.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised you mentioned it because I personally would have thought you hated it with the way I know your your attraction to Westerns. And that one, I don't just doesn't get a lot of love. I feel like it's either a generally forgotten or people just didn't accept it when it came out.
2: You know, I I, th- I think it's honestly just because of when it came out. I think it is because of Kevin Costner, because it was really before people had decided to get back on board with Kevin Costner. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems like Kevin Costner is maybe playing a younger character than he is. But I mean, sometimes that bothers me and this. It doesn't. So uh, I don't really know why people don't like this one, but I do. Fair enough. Ooh, yeah. Uh And, you know, Robert Duvall is my favorite actor
1: ever. So. He's cool as shit. So Joseph. look, I, I may not have an actual gem left uh, <laughs> before we, we leave 2003 forever. I wanted to talk about a couple other movies that uh, that came out this year that I just think are, are generally notable. The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise, dude. Which again, I was so
0: close to putting this, which on my
1: list. again, I mean, it's super not a hidden gem or underrated yeah. in any way. Uh, like this movie is is super. I don't know if cancel is the right word, but like it's. It's all the things that we don't want in a movie in 2022. And like, I know in my heart that it's wrong for me to like this movie as much as I do, but I really do like this
0: movie. Dude. I mean, listen, I will say this. I think it's more white savory than the historical figure. The movie is based on. I will agree there, but there's, you know, maybe some history some in it somewhere, in uh, but this movie gave me Ken Watanabe. So fuck all the haters. <laughs> it deserves to exist.
2: Exactly. Ken Watanabe's great in this, and this is Tom Cruise's best hair.
1: It is his best hair, and he's some so good, hair. good.
0: I think this is one of it, it may be my favorite Tom Cruise movie, and I pretty much like all of them. Uh, this movie is super cool.
2: It, I mean, Robert Zemeckis is the only person I think should be allowed to make white savior movies. They they, they don't suck when he makes them.
1: <laughs> Put that on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, this year came uh, a movie we talked about recently, uh, Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> Just for funsies.
0: I'm Ooh. thankful that neither of you mentioned it.
1: <laughs> A movie I almost put on my list, but I don't actually remember it well enough to feel confident. The popular, I don't know if it's kids book, young reader book, uh, Holes, the movie adaptation with Child the It's LaBeouf. pretty good. I remember it being really good. I remember thinking it was better than the book and I liked the book, but I've I've seen it the one time in 2003 and I don't trust in my memory of it.
0: I I mean, I remember really liking it, but I have never gone back to watch it. Fair enough. I also never read holes, so my opinion How probably did you go count. to school when I went to school?
2: I almost put holes on mine too, but I haven't seen it. But I know the people who love holes fucking love holes.
1: Yeah. Uh, that is know. that is absolutely accurate. Maybe the holes in Master and Commander people should just fight.
2: <laughs> That's
0: actually the parent and the child.
1: <laughs> I find the holes people a
2: little more tolerable.
1: That's fair. Uh, also this year, uh, there was a live action Peter Pan, which I have no idea if it's good or worth mentioning. I only know it because I know it was a sexually formative movie for my high school girlfriend. Uh, is this
0: the one with Jason Isaacs as Hook? Yes, it is. Yeah. Is it good? I never saw No, I never oh, okay. saw it. I, just, I mean, he seems I like he'd great J- Hook. I know Jason Isaacs' entire filmography. I've only seen 30% of it, but <laughs> I have a major man crush on that, that guy. Is,
1: that is a very strange thing. I, I, I
2: think it's just part of of what we have to do as a people is about every eight years. We've got to make another Peter Pan movie that no one gives a shit about.
1: I think so. I, th- I think it's a contractual obligation. Right.
0: Which uh, do you prefer another Peter Pan movie or another Tarzan movie?
2: Oh, man, probably Peter Pan. I'm going to go. with Yeah. Peter
0: Pan. Yeah, you got to go Peter Pan. No one gives a shit to see Tarzan again.
2: <laughs> but you know what? I'll take Musketeers over both
0: of them. Oh yeah, I would love a new Musketeers movie. It's been a while. It's been like a decade, right? When did we get that Christoph Waltz one? It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, no, I, I think that was. I think that's been a decade. We need one.
1: We haven't. We haven't talked. To, I don't. Those haven't come up in any of our our I, years I yet, know. which is kind of amazing.
2: I know I mentioned 1997 earlier, and it was purely just to talk about the man in the iron mask.
1: Yeah, I love the that. oh, fuck. Uh, that's what I was about. To we say don't have we time for this. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a musketeers episode another day
0: <laughs> with Timothy Chalamet as the new man <laughs> in the iron Mask.
1: Oh shit. Why would you You just called it right up uh, a, a movie that I wanted to put on the list of, I cannot call it a hidden gem by any stretch because it's well remembered, but it's a top five movie for me. 28 days later. Uh, yeah,
0: fuck great absolutely
1: yep. outstanding you don't need me to sell it on you've seen it and you know it's good I think we've done an episode on
0: it we did Danny Boyle all right
1: yeah and well no two more uh, City of God also a, a famous foreign film that you could watch and uh, you know realize that fucking Danny Boyle stole the shit out of this movie when he made Slumdog <laughs> Slum Slum Dog Millionaire. Millionaire yeah but then again Slumdog Millionaire might be more entertaining so I don't know pros cons uh, it's not bad, but I also don't even know if it's underrated at this point because it's that's a cinephile's hill to die on.
0: Yeah, I love that we went from literally one second praising Danny Boyle to the next second shitting on <laughs> Danny Boyle.
1: Why not? Uh, and uh, I, I just have to mention uh, the, the movie, the Gwyneth Paltrow vehicle, View from the Top came out this year, which I don't think that anyone has seen, but it contains the Mike Myers line. You put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> which which I think somehow has has like transcended the existence of this movie. I'm pretty sure <laughs> well after this has been scrubbed from history, people might still be saying that. So uh,
0: I still say it.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then the last thing that I'm going to uh, call of my hidden gem that I'm not sure if it's that great. But as you mentioned, Christian, this is a big year for TNT movies. And this is one that I watched a lot. Uh, Bulletproof Monk, also with Sean Williams, Scott. Uh, and yeah. Chow Yun and Fat, Chow
0: Yun and, Fat, yeah, yeah,
1: and uh, I think Jamie King. Uh, it's you know, it's a it's a also kind of a wife savory kung fu movie now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> but it's pretty fun. Uh, you know, it, it's all about a uh, uh, prophecy, and Sean William Scott and Jamie King are both possible candidates for the prophecy, and they learn how to fight better. And it's a pretty, it's a pretty fun movie. I don't know if it's better than Transformers, but I'd watch it again. Yeah, I'd agree with that.
0: I think I have seen this recently, and. It did not hold up well, but again, I'm just a sucker for Sean William Scott and Chow Young Fat. That's a winning that's combo, right? That's though, a fun me. combo. Yeah.
2: Anyway, yeah, I, I'm the- sad. Chow, Chow Young Fat just went away. He gave up on doing American movies.
1: Yeah, this is a bummer. Uh, but that's that's really all I had.
2: I I feel I must mention that Bad Santa came out this year. I don't think that's really hidden, but I love Bad Santa.
0: It's such a J. Here, movie.
2: It's my you know open the fucking fire extinguisher sort of break the glass sort of movie for (laughs) full-on depression like i've got to have bad santa uh i also also uh, my my favorite line to use from this is anytime anyone's done something really disappointed i like to say now it's a tostada
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah that's that's all i got Fair enough. The only other uh, one more that I want to mention, just because it's a, a weird little just snippet of history. This movie all this year also featured the movie uh from Justin to Kelly because American Idol was that oh, big at God. the time. <laughs> yeah. Somebody that listens to this, I'm sure is a huge fan of that movie because there aren't many, but the ones that are, are violent. So I've um, never
0: saw it. Truthfully. Me neither. Yeah.
1: And I never will.
0: Nope. Yeah. Uh,
2: you know, uh, I was living life when this came out at my old theater, and uh, this movie opened in theater number eight. That is not the good theater to open. <laughs> it's <laughs> good to it was the second worst.
1: Very good. Uh, but yeah, I think that's it for Hidden Gems of 2003. I don't know how many of them are hidden, but there are quite a few gems in there, I think. What have
0: we been watching this past week, guys? Um, well, I'm traveling, so I haven't watched much. You're traveling uh, so, all
1: the time. Is this going to be your life all for the, the next time. forever?
0: Maybe for a while, I will say this. I'm going to I'm going to do two things. I'm going to first talk about something I have watched and then I'm going to go through all the cities I've visited and tell you if they're better or worse than Transformers. Right. Um, so the first thing I watched, the only thing I watched was The King's Man. Mm. And I should preface. I love the first Kingsman movie. The second one, I feel about it the same way I do about Hellboy 2. I think generally people called it shittier than it actually was, but it's not great uh, but I'm pretty pro it. I think it's fine. This one sucks balls.
1: <laughs> it oh, is yeah.
0: awful. Uh, it's really slow. Ray finds is super annoying in it. The only good thing is uh, Reece Siffins. I don't know. Rice Siffins. I don't want to say that fucking guy. His Rasputin is incredible. It is. Uh, he's hilarious and intimidating and just freaking awesome uh in it but the rest of the movie sucks so bad yeah really disappointing uh, there was rumor they were gonna make a third kingsman movie but i think this one sucks so bad that matthew vaughn might be canceled i don't know <laughs> uh okay so cities i've visited better or worse than transformers jackson mississippi i would say better than transformers i didn't do much there but i went to a farm it was cool it was fine better than transformers monroe louisiana better than Transformers had a great time in monroe shreveport louisiana worse than transformers sucks <laughs> balls don't ever go there dallas texas dallas worse than transformers fort worth better than transformers uh, and i'm currently in waco but i haven't done anything in waco but i did visit a woolly mammoth so better than transformers
2: <laughs> all right That's i, it. I w- I was really hoping your new traveling was going to turn you into like the the rest of us would continue being jackasses and you would become Charles
0: Corral. <laughs> not yet. Okay. It just started. Okay.
2: So, uh, I'm assuming since we didn't do it this week, we're not going to do Batman, right? I don't I mean, know. Look, when I'm, I'm fine. Not doing it. Batman. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to do spoilers, but I'm going to talk about Batman. Uh,
1: you're, I'll tell you what you're about to tell me is going to determine whether or not I ever watch this movie. Just oh, if, if you can wait,
0: like, Two weeks, I'll go with you. I just don't know that I
1: want to. <laughs>
0: well, I okay, mean, if you that's guys also fair to wait,
2: too. I'll wait. Oh, to Jeremiah.
0: We should do an episode on it, but we've never cared about being relevant, really, ever. So I don't know. Just say what you think.
2: So, uh, you know, I mean, going into this, you guys know I talked a lot of shit about this movie. I thought it just seemed really violent and dark for what was originated as essentially a children's character. You, but as it got closer to the time, I started to get pretty excited. Like, when the, the day we were, you know, away, we're going to go see Batman today, me and Sarah were both pretty pumped. Like, it's it's a cast full of actors I really like. You know, some of my all-time favorites in this. John Turturro's in this. He's like a top-five guy for me. You know, Jeffrey Wright's a fucking treasure. Pattinson's great. So I, and, you know, what's his name? What's this guy's name? Matt Reeves, the director? Matt Reeves? You know, he's a good filmmaker. And I started to feel like, you know, maybe... He made this three hours because he believed in it. Maybe, maybe it will be good. So, you know, we go and see it. And uh, I was so moved by this movie that I have written lyrics to its theme music. Okay. Would you guys like to hear my lyrics to the theme music? I would love to. My Sting debut on the Real Phonies podcast. Here we go. Batman's shitty Batman <laughs> boring. I don't know why people like
0: this.
2: I don't get it, man. Uh, people are losing their fucking minds over this movie and I just do not Okay, look. I know it's low-hanging fruit to say that, you know, Robert Pattinson is just playing Edward the Vampire as Batman. But man, he's really a lot like Edward the Vampire. He's like a fucking, a mopey, boring dud, just charmless. And he's presented as if there should be an underlying quality that we get behind him, but he just, we never see that. We never, we never get the information we need for that. So he's just another violent jerk that you don't know why you should like him more than the other violent jerks. And who do we give this violent jerk to fight? We give him Saw. This movie is Edward the Vampire versus Saw and his arc in it. You know, this is the closest thing to a spoiler I'll give. His arc in it is very much him learning that maybe he needs to be more than a violent jerk. But Peacemaker just did that exact same arc and it was engaging the entire time. Uh, I don't know why anyone would live in this Gotham City. The most interesting story I could see to be told about it is someone needs to make a movie about why overhead lighting was outlawed. (laughs) I've watched movies about the Holocaust that weren't this serious. It's just so oppressively serious. And again, it's about Batman. You know, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. I was never embarrassed to like superhero stuff as an adult until they started trying to explain to people... Why superhero stuff wasn't silly in movies like? Yeah, 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 that's what made it silly to me, and I was just embarrassed watching this movie. Uh, and you know, uh, Sarah, who's not in lockstep with me on opinions like this, like Sarah liked Joker, she hated it too. Um, it just, it was just a drag, man. I, I don't know. I don't feel like anybody I liked, I really got to see anything out of them I liked. And one of the praises that this movie keeps getting is that. Uh, is because of the the detective work in it. So you know how you know how Zack Snyder, he gets dinged a lot for his, you know, his movies. Oh, they're just video game cut screens. And that that's maybe fair, but video game cut screens are are, you know, like at least entertaining. This movie is like the fucking minutiae in video games. It's like when you're in between missions and you're talking to people to try to find out what the next mission is. <laughs> oh, There's seriously a fucking scene where he just walks up to a guy as as Bruce Wayne, which no one should not realize he's Batman. He's exactly the same dude. But uh, he walks up to this dude and it just cues this guy to say his thing that moves the story for forward. There's no reason for him to speak to Bruce Wayne. He just does. And now the story is going further. I fucking hated this movie. This movie is the worst thing to happen in the last month.
1: Jay. <laughs> that's, that, that's. That's. Uh, uh, that, that's what I, that's all
2: I got. I did not like the Batman and I don't think this is one I'll soften on, but if you guys watch it. I'll I'll talk more shit about. It.
1: Well, hurt you've you've uh, I was already firmly in the camp of not watching it, but if you had come in and told me it's better than you expected to be, I might be like, okay, maybe. But fuck no, I, I got better things to do with three hours. It's just it so is- weird. It's so filled with engaging people, but none of them are engaging. But
2: everyone is talking about like this is the new fucking gold standard, and I don't get
0: it. It is hard to be motivated to, to see it. When one, it's three hours long and I'm just out on that in general. But it's going to be on HBO Max, I think, in like 45 days. So like mid-April, I can wait till mid-April to watch this movie over three days. Like, it, yeah, I don't know. I've been out on it. You're not doing anything to sway me.
2: (laughs) I mean, definitely, you know, at home would be better. You could break up. It's alleged three hours. I think there's eight straight hours of just boom, 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 boom. So I don't know how this is just three out.
0: <laughs> I will say, it does make me a little say, you're shitting on the score, because the Giacchino score was the one thing I was actually really looking forward to.
2: Man, the thing is with the score, the score is is fine. It just, there's just a lot of it. And combined with the images on the screen, I think this guy was trying to make a point that being the kind of guy that Batman is in this movie is not something we should put on a pedestal. But I think the person who loves this movie is not going to see that distinction. They're just going to think it's cool that a mopey Batman pumps, punches the shit out of people.
0: Well, people seem to really like that.
1: People do really seem to fucking like that. Just not us. Maybe we're in the wrong. Maybe it's our time is over. I mean definitely man it made me really want to go
2: back and watch the Nolan ones like the Nolan ones could take themselves pretty seriously too there was some self awareness about it this is none
0: yeah i had this conversation with a friend of mine recently who was like i sent him a meme that was it's really fucking hard to tell my 6 year old that yes there is a brand new batman movie out but no i can't take you to see it right. and i I was like, that's that's a hundred percent how I feel. He's like, see, I feel the exact opposite. He's like, I'm so happy we're finally getting like an adult dark critic. Oh, I'm no. like, that's literally been the last like seven Batman movies, <laughs> right. and he's like, he's like, I don't understand what you mean, seven bat. I was like, literally since Batman Begins, we've only gotten Batman not appropriate for children, right? Uh, and. In what kind of world is that okay? And he's like, "I'll give you the Batman, the Nolan ones, but I don't understand." I was like, "There's, you think I could take my kid to see Batman versus Superman? You think fucking Affleck is an accept? I mean, like, I don't <laughs> hate that Batman, but that's not. I can't show that to my kids. Why doesn't, are we getting that? Doesn't Ben Affleck say fuck
1: in those movies?
0: <laughs> I think he does. I think
1: so movie. too. But which would
2: you, which would you rather your kid do, say fuck or just beat people down? I'd rather fuck.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean,
2: know, I, 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 I'm glad you brought up that meme Cause I meant to mention that before I'd even saw the movie. And I like just right before you texted that to us, I was in target and you know, I was in the toy toy department cause that's who I am. And there was a uh, mother and son and the son picked out a toy from the new Batman movie and she was going to buy him that. And I immediately thought that's a bad parent. I thought that about <laughs> her buying her kid a Batman toy. Like, I don't. That's a, that's a weird direction. Also, what I what I discovered in there in the kids' toys section were this were the Batman toys from this fucking uh, violent, depressing movie. But if you walk over to like the adult toys in the electronic uh, section, you know, the, like more collector shit, that's where you find Adam West in in boxing shorts. Yeah, like I. I, I it's don't a weird it
1: world me. we live in.
2: It's it's at it's ass backwards. Uh yeah, but also you brought up you brought up uh, Affleck. I'm I'm bring back the Snyder verse now. I'm 100%. percent on board. <laughs> Let's bring back it, it it was more fun than this.
0: I you know what's funny to me on that note, Heard, is all the Snyder fanboys are like trying to shit on the movie on Twitter and you know give it negative reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and all that or whatever what's strange to me is this movie fully embraces the shit they want, which is comp superheroes for adults, not for children. Right.
2: Well, I I tell you why they don't like it. They didn't like probably the one scene I did like, which is where Catwoman made a statement about white privilege. That probably pissed them the fuck off, but I was like, all right, I can
1: get on board with that part, but that was it.
0: Yeah. Fuck this movie. I'm (laughs) not going to watch it.
1: Good. Well, Uh, Besides not watching Batman, uh, I was I was doing uh, uh, flying from here to Colorado and back. And so that meant I had time for plane movies, which is a very specific kind of movie. And I thought I, I this is the second year in a row or the second time, I guess, in a row where I really thought I had picked a good plane movie. And it was just so much worse than I could have imagined it being. Because, like, you don't want it to be too good. First off, you definitely don't want it to have sex. Uh, right. Or you don't want it to be too quiet at parts. Um, unless you're just, like, reading the subtitles. You know, you want something that's just kind of dumb and action-y. And it's probably a little bit below your tastes at a more normal movie theater or in your, like, actual time that you get to choose. But when you're on a plane, it, it fits right. So my, my pick for that two years ago was uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 4. Or five. Five. Whatever one was was the last one. Right. And I really thought it was going to be like just barely passable enough, but it was everyone in it looks so tired uh, (laughs) just the whole time. So this year, thinking I'm going to do better this year, people have recommended me this movie. I watched uh, Ryan Reynolds' Free Guy. uh, Oh, yeah. And fuck the shit out of this movie. It's so (laughs) fucking bad. (laughs) You know, I'm not expecting it to be like, you know, fucking smart or broach any kind of meaningful. You know, the the premise of the movie is is, is, is Ryan Reynolds is a video game character, a non-playable character. And one day he realizes he's a character in a video game and hijinks ensue. And I think you can do that in like just a dumb, fun way. But they just didn't. They did not do that. Uh, The first bit that annoys me about all video game movies is it's fucking 2022. Everyone's played a video game, you know? Right uh like (laughs) i don't know why all of our video games and movies still look like they're fucking ps1 graphics like this shit it was supposed to be like grand theft auto but it looked like fucking crazy taxi uh and i i just fucking oh it drives me nuts (laughs) Uh, i talk about how it could just be a dumb movie the thing about the movie is it like it wants to broach kind of i don't know if serious is the right term but like I don't know, like philosophical subjects. Like it, it's like, oh, it, it, there's an artificial intelligence that has intelligence. Does it have rights? Is it whatever? Oh, forget about it. We brought it up, but don't worry about it. We're never gonna fucking resolve this in any right. way. We don't actually care. Uh, it's just it, the whole thing reeks so badly of just like uh, you know the studio production line. Uh, there's there's no joy in it. It does not give a goddamn shit about a single thing that happens in it. There is absolutely no plot. There is no care for any established things that happen in it and all of, all of the, the questions it, it raises, it just throws them back at you like, fuck you. Why are you bringing that up? It's bad. The closest thing to it is Ready Player One, and it might be worse than Ready Player One. Uh, so fuck Free Guy and fuck everybody who told me Free Guy was good. You lied to me, you pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so besides that, I watched a better plane movie uh, that I know is one of Christian's favorites, Draft Day.
0: I love it. Love it so much.
1: I really thought it was going to be dumber than it was. That's actually pretty good. It's. I mean, look, it wants really bad to be Moneyball, and it's not Moneyball. Moneyball also, it kind of like Master and Commander fills a very specific space where, like, on paper, no matter how much you spice up the verbiage. It's a fucking boring movie. There's no way that movie should be exciting. But whenever I if I catch it at any moment, at any moment in its runtime, I'm hooked. I cannot stop watching Moneyball. And I can't explain why that is. I can't explain why it's so magnetic, but it is. It's just a very, very compelling, interesting movie for no reason. And draft day is not quite that good. (laughs) I'm not going to sell it that high, but it's pretty fun. I mean, it's it's. Exactly what it wants to be. Does it it, uh, do a lot of NFL patting on the back because it's officially licensed for sure? I don't love that bit. Is seeing Chadwick Boseman on screen anytime now just sad? Yeah, it, it is. But it's still pretty fun. I recommend it. Kevin Costner, just doing his thing. I don't know what else he does. It's mostly just this character.
2: Whatever year this came out, this would probably be a hidden gem that year because I don't
0: think it did nearly
2: as well as it as it should have.
0: I
1: think Christian was the only one that I know that watched it that year.
0: Yeah, I, well, I mean, I'm a sucker for sports movies, and Joseph, you just mentioned like my number one, which is Moneyball. This movie is not good. Like, it,
1: I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know, if know. I agree with you. I thought you you always told it to me that it's not very good, and I think like structurally, it's pretty. You know, it's solid.
0: I think it's I just. I like, don't
1: think it's realistic, but you know, it's-
0: for sure it's unrealistic. I definitely think it's kind of like a romanticized. Oh, for sure, it's a romanticized version of <laughs> that, like draft. But I mean, you know me. I, I I love draft day. Like I like the whole leading up to it in the off season, and this movie's just a, you know, kind of a fun little ninety minute to two hour romp. Uh, of that excitement uh, that I get to relive. I don't know. I, I really I have a soft spot for this movie. I definitely would classify it as Hidden Gem, though I don't think it's not something everyone should watch. It may be the right amount of people and then Joseph uh, should watch <laughs> that, it.
1: That may be right.
2: Now I, I we're think, complete. I think this movie, it was like a throwback to a 90s kind of movie that was a throwback to a classic Hollywood type, type of movie, but just happened to be
1: about football. It's got a great mechanic in that from the very first scene, there's just a timer on screen, and that's just that's great. That's great for suspense, yeah. no matter what you do with it. Draft day, it's pretty fun. And then, uh, and then I watched, uh, rewatched uh, a few Good Men because I had more time. <laughs> uh, and fuck that movie, so good. Uh, yeah, that movie is good. I mean, everybody's good in it. Tom Cruise is, is you know, on the rise to superstardom, but not quite. I feel like the tom cruise that he is or at least was before the oprah incident it's fun i mean awesome. jack nicholson jack nicholson is just so fucking good at it it's <laughs> outrageous he doesn't even have that much screen time but he's just so good in that small amount of yeah. screen time it's funny how
2: little he has and and i mean really that's his career yeah you know what i'm saying like yeah if, if you if you pick one scene from nicholson's career you're gonna pick that
1: i mean look it's going back and watching sorkin movies. Sorkin's got a very specific formula. And again, I'm not sure it's a very 2022 formula. It's the, the, the book smart girl who just, just can't talk good on her own. She needs a strong, charismatic man to say her words for her. And a you know charismatic kind of assholey male lead who's got daddy issues. And that's every single area of Sorkin thing. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, it, I don't know. It, it's also it's, it's a fun little magic show. I had a great time with it. So. There's
0: a there's a line in that movie that I think I, I mean, like, yeah, we, it should be canceled, but I don't know if we just forgiven it because of how Nicholson says it or it's because. The oh, oh, I know exactly
1: a... what you're like, talking about. And Dude, it is like <laughs> nobody else could say it.
0: I want you to stand there in that faggity little uniform <laughs> and give me some fucking respect. Like <laughs> it is way out of bounds. But God, is it so good in that moment. Yeah. Um, he is just like it's the epitome of I hate that guy, but I just want to be around him so much. Like every <laughs> second he's on screen is incredible. The, of course, the, you know, you want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Like
1: I mean for sure. He he feels like he should be in charge.
0: Right. Dude, it is it it really is, I think, the best example of just like a magnetism or an energy. Like there is just something about him as Colonel Jessup that it's, it's electrifying. It is one of my favorite performances of all time. And it's, it's crazy because that movie is, is, is a fantastic film and everyone's good in it. Stellar cast. Uh, Kevin Bacon is awesome in that movie, but just no one holds a fucking candle.
1: They're, not, like, they're not even playing the same game.
0: Dude, it is, he is incredible. I could talk about this movie all day. <laughs> I love that film One, so one day much. we'll do
2: an
1: Aaron Sorkin episode.
2: I have a theory about Kevin Bacon that he would have had a better career if he wasn't handsome.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. He's a
2: great character actor. Yeah. He's always great in things where he's not the guy.
0: That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, this movie, and I think of this movie in like Apollo 13. He's excellent in both of them. He's not the main character, but he's he was a huge actor. Like, yeah. How was he not the lead in these films? Right,
1: man. I didn't want I, I wasn't going to bring it up. But since you brought up Apollo 13, it reminded me of disaster movies. Two thousand three also had the core.
0: Yep. Uh, uh, yep.
1: <laughs> with uh, with fucking Harvey Dent, whose name I can't remember. Aaron, Aaron Ooh, Eckhart
0: Eckhart. We yeah. got there.
1: Look, it's it's a dumb movie. It's not particularly good in any way. Stanley Tucci's pretty good in it, but Stanley Tucci's good at everything. Uh, but there's a, a great scene that's so fucking stupid. It just it makes me mad and laugh at the same time. Where Aaron Eckhart is the is the scientist explaining why the core is gonna fucking explode or whatever, and he's up in front of all these like milits, you know, like high ranking military generals trying to explain. Okay, this is the scientific thing about why the Earth is broken. Uh, (laughs) Something about the sun, and he takes (laughs) a peach and he takes a can of hairspray and points it at the peach. And my favorite bit here, one is that he's even doing it. But there's like a shot after that where all the military people are like, "Huh? What's he gonna do with that peach and that hairspray? Huh?" Uh, It's fucking. It's incredible. I. I, It's it's so fucking dumb, but I. I kind of like that.
0: (laughs) I just want to point out that it is almost 9 30 here and i 100 i'm gonna watch the entire two and a half hours of a few good men tonight so thank you Joseph. (laughs) it's so fucking great i'm deeply inspired i want to hang up this call right now so i can watch we're gonna we're Uh, gonna
1: do that in the very short order uh we don't have a plan for next week i assume
0: we never do
1: i feel like something's coming out that we need to talk about i can't remember what it is it's not batman
2: I mean, shit's about to start rolling in. I just don't know what the next one is.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, we'll just see. It'll be an adventure, as it usually <laughs> is. We don't know where we don't know where Christian will be calling in from, and we don't know what we'll be doing.
2: I I just I'm really hoping Christian's future is like visiting things like i invented a pickling factory. <laughs> I mean, I visited a pickling factory. That's what I'm hoping for. Your what we watchings are going to
1: turn. I dude,
0: a- I have done so much shit like that, but I just didn't want to take up a ton of your time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll save it for next week uh, but thank you everybody for listening uh, please rate, subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast uh, if you want to get in touch with us with your hidden gems of 2003 or if you have strong feelings about either Holes or Master and Commander, you can reach us at realphonies at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at realphonies, on Instagram, real underscore phonies. Thanks to Kevin for art and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys later.
0: Later.